Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. Brad Evans, the Giants have 19 games left, counting tonight. And I'm trying to figure out what, out of those 19, how many do you believe they need to win to still stay in this race? Man, <clears throat> well, I mean, mathematically, the number 19, you can't go 500. So you either have to go above <laughs> 500 or below 500. Uh, they probably have to win of those 19. I'd say they probably have to win 13. Interesting. It's going to, yeah, they're, they're going to have to play really good baseball because Arizona is starting to surge a little bit. Philly is surging. Miami is playing good. Ba- Everybody above them right now is playing really good baseball. So that that's kind of the hard part. Um, no, We had that area in there a couple of weeks ago. Everybody was slacking. Everybody was just kind of, you know, dancing around at 500 or below 500. But t- other teams are starting to play really good baseball. So I think the Giants are going to have to – did I – I said 13, right? Yeah, you said 13. 13 and 6. I, I, which I, it's doable for this team if they're going to hit the way they hit, but you know, they hit really well against the Rockies and they're only playing the Rockies a couple more times. I wish they played the Rockies 19 times. (laughs) I I swear. Didn't it feel like, um, the year we had to win 104 games to get into the playoffs (laughs) in 1993. Yeah. uh, Everybody else was playing the Rockies the last part of the season, except for us. So, yeah, I don't think the Rockies beat the Braves once that entire year. They did not. And we needed them to do it (laughs) one time, one time. And I think they played a four game series to end the season and we needed them to beat them one time. And we needed to beat the Dodgers one time and we didn't do it either. I think we got swept by the Dodgers. So, I mean, that was just all around. That was just hideous. ugly. The Dodgers will be in play again. Because the Giants play seven of these 19 games against the Dodgers, though, so far this year, they have a winning record against the Dodgers. It's just they haven't played very many games against them. But to your point, the teams around the Giants, the Marlins, they are eight and two in their last 10. Uh, I don't think we're catching uh, Philadelphia at this point. Um, The Arizona Diamondbacks are six and four in their last 10. The Chicago Cubs, five and five. They are a little bit out there, out in front, distance wise. And Cincinnati, five and five. I was thinking 11. You said 13. 13. If they win 13, I think they may get that third seed without, you know, maybe, maybe the last weekend of the season. But getting 13 means, you know, you're, you're kind of flipping what the season has been in, in, in the last three months. Absolutely. Because 
you know, the Giants just swept the the Rockies. Those are the first three wins of September, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that just yeah, that's it. Goes and to today's show September you how badly, 11th, so yeah. <laughs> how badly they've been playing. They went San Diego, San Diego, San Diego to lose three in a row. Then they lost three in a row in Chicago. We'll, we'll talk about a couple of those games. And, and then that took us to this past weekend, and it's Rockies win, Rockies win, Rockies win. So, yeah, the, they just got their first wins of September, and we are almost in the middle of the month, which is never good when you are in a close race for the wild card and you want to really play your best baseball at the end of the season and not the beginning of the season or maybe the second and third month of the season like the Giants did. Uh, but, yeah, you know, since – uh, since June, uh, if you if you factor in July, August, and September, uh, the Giants went twelve and thirteen, twelve and fifteen, and now three and six. So, in order to go thirteen and six, you are flipping the script on the last three months of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I'm just trying to put a little something in the Giants' bag here to say, yeah, turn it up, guys. <laughs> I mean, you got you know. 13 wins out of 19, it's it's very difficult. I mean, but if the Giants can play the type of baseball that we've seen them play this season, and I just said on the show last week that, you know, everybody would have to get hot and they would have to stay hot. But then you would wonder, are they really hot or is this just kind of a fluke? Um, but against the Rockies at home, home now remember the giants still have to go to colorado uh the giants put a bunch of runs up on the board uh tons of crooked numbers all over the place they were just scoring runs um and not necessarily on on uh mistakes like they did in that uh, first game against the padres uh just a, a, a week or so about a week and a half ago uh so it wasn't that type of situation they played really good baseball the last three games i mean to the point where you know I didn't get up the player of the week this week because it was just crazy slammed at work today, and I wanted to. And I started to look at it at one point when I had a little bit of a break, and I was like, man, there's not going to be a pitcher that I'm going to add to this list. Not because the pitching was bad this week. Pitching was good. Uh, Logan Webb had a fantastic outing on, on uh, what was it, Saturday. Um, but I think it was more because the Giants – couple of giants hitters really came out of their out of their shells and started mashing the ball and these are giants players offensively that we've needed to mash the ball all season long and now they are but is it sustainable i mean that that that's the hard part but if it is and pitching can hold true to what they are um you know, and uh, if Kyle Harrison can have a, a good outing, if he could start to kind of go back to who he was on, uh, you know, his first outing in San Francisco, if he can go back to that guy, um, pair him with Webb and Cobb is dealing too, uh, then you've got a, a nice little three-man rotation there. And, and if the bullpen, gosh, if if uh, uh, Taylor Rogers could not give up home runs, that'd be fantastic. Because um, you know, <laughs> Friday night, just make you sit there and sweat. The Giants make this fantastic comeback, and then it's like, oh, here's a three run shot for you. you know, yeah, Taylor and Tyler both got ripped this week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little bit insane, but uh, and that's an outlier. So that's why I'm not too terribly worried about that. They've been really good all season. Um, 
you know, are they getting tired? Is the bullpen getting taxed? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's September. Every bullpen is tired and taxed. Um, gosh, the Rangers bullpen has been tired and taxed for like a month straight. Poor Poach, yeah. man. That team. Oh, my gosh. So they, I, the, the, the praise was heaped on a little too early. I mean, I, yeah. we love Boachie and we oh, know yeah. what he can do. But I'm telling you, man, it's it's hard to, uh, as we've seen with most managers, it's hard to manage a consistent on fire ball club for 162 games. At some point, you're going to have a stretch where, where things get weird. And, and unfortunately, it's almost like they put three bad stretches together in a row and it's it's not really ending. Yeah, we were talking about like all-star break time. Like, you know, Rangers were, you know, one of the top teams in the uh, American League and they are currently a half of a game out of the wild card race. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's insane. I mean, for them to be in first place in the AL West and just mowing over ball clubs and just having their way with them. And now what are they, third in the AL West? I They're think? third behind Houston, who has established themselves a little bit away from Seattle. Seattle can Seattle slumped a little bit. They could always make a little bit of a comeback. Um, and then, yeah, Texas is right behind Seattle. Yeah, and that's a, that's a weird one. That's a, Seattle in first, Houston in second, Texas in third. When a month ago, I think Houston was in second place, but you flipped the other two teams. I mean, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. The, the Baltimore Orioles of all teams have the best record in the American league. And the yeah. second best record in the American league is in their same division, the Tampa Bay Rays. What, what would you feel about a Baltimore Atlanta World Series? Would any interest? I've, I, the Baltimore has a lot of really young players. I, I think it'd be fun, but who's like that established player that makes you believe that they can go seven games? You know, they're going to have to go seven games a couple times. I sort of think it's a little bit too early, but you look at the rest of the league. Tampa Bay has been there consistently but outside of the one time that i think with the bubble season right where they were in the world series mm-hmm. yeah. that that's the only time that they've actually climbed out of uh you know out of just winning a couple of rounds in the playoffs I, it's probably going to be houston again is my guess but if there mm-hmm. is a year for a team to make that jump in the american league it is this year because yeah the yankees are under 500 boston is barely over 500 uh houston is the stalwart they're they're the consistency in there but there's lots of teams who are just kind of hovering you know toronto who uh, you know for belt for for brandon belt reasons uh, i would love to see them make a little <laughs> bit of a run they're actually yeah. playing pretty pretty well but and, you know there's several games behind uh baltimore in, in the east they, they're not going to catch baltimore but they're solidly in in second in, in the wild card race. You know they're still going to have to win some games because Texas, Seattle, and Toronto are, are going to get two out of those last three spots. But yeah, this is you know this is a a season I think in the American League. It's like it's Houston. I would probably say it's Houston just because they have all the vets and they they've done it before. But if it's not Houston, you're going to see somebody rise up who we haven't really seen there in in a little while. So that might be a little fun. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a little bit, it almost feels kind of wide open. I mean, Atlanta, and again, you get anybody in a seven-game series, and anything can happen. I mean, we saw it last year, San Diego, um, you know, 
with LA and that was a fantastic series. And then San Diego toppled their nemesis that they've had for the last few years. I mean, really anything can happen. So the playoffs are exciting. And that's why if you're a giants fan and you're sitting here thinking, well, at this point, I hope they don't make the playoffs and let's just start playing all the young guys and bring some of the young guys up and, you know, let Kyle Harrison pitch every fifth day and just do his thing. No, I mean, you get into the playoffs and anything can happen. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for continuing that push. Keep playing good baseball. Keep keep trying to get in there. I'm. I don't. I've never been one for like, you know, saying I'd rather see my team lose. Like especially with football, I'd rather see the Rams lose so they get a better draft pick. I don't care about any of that stuff. No. I'd rather drink a beer when the <laughs> you know clock strikes zero and toast a win. I don't care if it's only the third of the season out of seventeen <laughs> games. So uh, I, 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 it's an escape for me. Sports is an escape. I think it is for most people. Uh, and I just like to see my team win. I don't care how they do it. Get yeah. a W, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, your, your team and my team this weekend. Yeah, I, that's one of crazy two games did. this season. I think Debo just came out with a nice quote. He was on uh, cold, the cold as balls show. And he said, I hate the Rams like with a passion. <laughs> well, so, I it's had, already starting. <laughs> had this conversation with uh, Rod last night on the We Want Winners podcast. Uh, we talked about this feed and, you know, we're, we're going to try and do more content, especially if the Giants make the you know make the wild card we'll we'll, we'll oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be able to do some shows i know you're going to be gone for a little bit but we're going to try yeah. and do some extra shows i might be but, able to check in from anaheim though yeah, yeah maybe maybe yeah. but uh but i basically i told him i said look if you're a niners fan you go well kyle kind of big brothers mcveigh a little bit but if you're a rams fan you go yeah, you guys won all the regular season games, and we won the one that counted. So there, and so <laughs> right. that's kind of this. Yeah, that's kind of the the rivalry right now. So yeah, and, that's the whole thing. Is you know the Rams won that one game that was important to get to the Super Bowl. If they would have lost that Super Bowl, I would have been even more crushed because of what it took to get there. Yeah, but that was the satisfactory part was getting past your rivals, winning the Super Bowl in in your home stadium, which yeah. is always kind of cool. So yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. I don't have big hopes for this weekend, uh, just because the Rams are like the second or third youngest team in the NFL. Uh, but they do have the veterans. They've got Stafford. They got Donald. Cup is on the IR, but uh, Puka Nakua is uh, he, he? He went crazy yesterday. Fifteen targets at like ten catches. So um, it'll be fun. I know McVeigh's gonna. McVeigh always has some little interesting things, and they always seem to kind of come out firing and and on top. But I think this is the first, maybe the first time we face Brock Purdy. I believe so. This could be the the fifty first quarterback that Aaron Donald has sacked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, let's talk about a little bit about what's going on in uh, giant baseball right now. So Patrick Bailey had to go on the seven day injury list uh, with a concussion. It sounds like he's on target to come back in the middle of this week. Joe Bart. We, we we give him the Joey yeah. when he starts hitting. Yeah, we need yeah we need some hits. Joey. I saw you know he got a got a walk here and there. I saw him score yeah. a run. Um, uh, so he is up as of right now. But when when Bailey comes back, he's probably going back down, uh, unless there's any issues with Bailey because 
they still have the Sable situation where he is their second right. catcher. And I think they said, what, uh, Bailey could be Wednesday, right? Yeah. As early this, as Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, so, I think. Yeah. It sounds like he's on target. So with yeah. concussions, it could be kind of weird where one day you're fine and the next day it sucks again. But yeah. ho- hopefully he he's on the mend. Uh, and uh, Matos came back up and Meckler, Speckler went down. Specs. Mm. Uh, and so Matos uh, had some had a couple good games. He's I think he's hitting 500 since he came back. Uh, and and that's really been it as far as the uh, Brebbia is back up. But that's been it as far as um, the transactions for uh, this week. They're, they are, once Bailey is back, they're as healthy, I think, as they're going to be for this last stretch of the season, these last three weeks or so of baseball. So, you know, not really, this is kind of what you want your squad to be. You yeah. just want to go, okay, you know, we're – we're back. We're, you know, we're hundred percent as, as much as we can be. Let's go. And then you just go, Hey, no excuses. If we win, then we deserved it. And if we didn't, it wasn't meant to be. And that's, uh, you know, I'll take that rather than going like, Oh, you know, they do the thing. Oh yeah. Well, well, you know, giants had three guys injured. Of course they didn't. No, we're, we're healthy. Like we just, are we good enough or are we not good enough? This is where, this is where, uh, you know, these, these guys make their money. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the key is we talked about that with Bailey coming up as early as as he did and Casey Schmidt as early as he did and the Matos also. They were kind of just working those guys in and it's and they got valuable at bats, valuable time in the field all season long. So now here you are uh, making that push and, and it's having that whole team together now, a mix of veterans who are starting to hit and a mix of young guys who are also hitting. I mean, this is kind of what the Giants had planned for all season long and why they didn't make any big crazy trades at the at the trade deadline. Uh, so I have some stats. I was looking up some numbers just to kind of see uh, who they play for the rest of the season and what their records are against these teams. You know what's so interesting? The Giants are 41-31 and 31 at home. So pretty darn good home team like you yeah. know not 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 the best home team in baseball but you know 10 wins over 500 you're a good home team do you know that they have scored less runs than their opponents at home wow so there's there, there's some blowouts <laughs> and they're in 10 games over 500 yeah there's got to be some blowout losses in in yeah. that bunch <clears throat> and on the road they're 32 and 39 so seven games under 500 but only six runs underneath their opponent. So it's kind of weird. The It's almost like they're essentially the same team home and away, but you know, you may sneak a win here and there with your home team that you wouldn't on the road. So that, I mean, that's, that pretty much makes sense. I just wonder if through and through, we talked about this last week, are they just 81 and 81 all the way through? Is that who they are? I mean, <laughs> You know, it's so funny too because this is not your your standard typical 500 ball club. This is your ball club that's going to win 10 games in a row and then play fantastic baseball for a while and then just play absolute garbage baseball to even things out, which is super frustrating because if you're going to be a 500 club, you know, it's one of those things you'd rather just say, please just be a 500 club like all season long from the yeah, start yeah, to finish, exactly. so we know what we have. Don't you know? Don't give us this crazy hope, and then uh, take it away from us. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. But th- that with the ebbs and flows, 
if they turn it on here at the end and can win 13 of the last 19 ball games, then all of a sudden I not going to do math for you right now, Garrett, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me, think. I'm going to try seven or three games over 500. So, so we would be 10 games over 500. Look yeah. at that math. That was, there good. you go. Um, that is like elementary school math. So if I screwed that one up, <laughs> 86 and 76, there, <laughs> there you go. go. So 86 and 76, a possible shot at that third wild card. I think they would, like I said, I think they'd get it if the, if they were 86 and 76. I think they would get it. Yeah, we'd have to look up last year because was last year the, the first season of the third wild card? I think mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd have to look at to see what, I think the Phillies are the ones who got that third spot and then went to the World Series. Yeah. So again, anything can happen. But again, you know, the, the Phillies have the great Kyle Schwarber in left field. <laughs> <laughs> Things things are different for them, and we have a uh, great Jock Peterson in left field. J- just you know, I I love baseball reference. You could just you yeah, know, oh, go down the rabbit hole with the numbers. Yes, the Giants in nine inning games, so games that do not go into extra innings, sixty four and sixty seven. Hmm. They're nine and three in extras. Wow, I would have never thought that just watching. You know what? I know last year was very heartbreaking in extra innings. So I'm glad that we've kind of turned that around this year. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I honestly, I think there was a stretch there where those three might have been three losses in a row from yeah. what I remember. Because I, I, it was brutal there for a while. We thought there, there's no possible way. I, I'm looking at the uh, third wild card, 87 and 75 yeah. last year. There you go. Um, for the Phillies and 86 and 76 for the Rays over on the American League side. So, so you might, I think you're probably right. They, they 13 would be necessary. Yeah. I think 11 keeps us scoreboard watching yeah. in the last series of the season. I think we what we would have to do, and this is a lot of research, and uh, we're not going to do it right now because we're talking on the air, but what we would have to do is look to see who all of the other teams in front of us play. Yes. Cause if they do battle each other, there's a chance a Philly can, you know, sweep the Marlins, you know, that helps us. Uh, then, then maybe it changes that 13 wins to 12 wins or possibly 11 wins. So there's different scenarios as you go forward of, of who plays who the rest of the season. Out of the teams that the Giants have left, uh, I'm going to give you the rest of the games, and we'll, we'll we'll do this again next week as well. As we, uh, you know, we're, we're you're getting down to the end, you, you got to break it down. Yeah. Three games against the Guardians. They have not played the Guardians this year. Guardians are not in in the running necessarily uh, in, in the American League. Uh, they they are. They uh, tried to be. They, they they tried to they, they tried did. to be after they traded away their team at the trade deadline, and then made a bunch of uh, waiver wire claims from the yes. Angels right after that. <laughs> yes, they are sixty eight and seventy six, and eleven and a half games outside of that third wild card. The third wild card in the American League this year will probably be closer to eighty seven ish. Uh, 87, 88 wins, I think, be, unless the teams just fall yeah. off. Like Seattle can fall off because they've been, they they haven't been great the last ten games, and neither has Texas. So there there may be, but just the the pace looks like they uh, they they could you know be in the higher eighties in, in wins. Um, yeah, but the Guardians struggling. 
uh, you know, having an, an average ish, slightly below average season on the road, 32 and 40. So that bodes well for these next three games. I think the giants have to take advantage of that. They, this has to be a two out of three or a Colorado sweep because you can't really fool with it after this series. No. They have the Padres, uh, and the they are four at and home six. at least at home at least. They are four and six against. No, uh, sorry, I have this wrong. They are at the Rockies. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, Guardians at the Rockies. Now they are eight and one against the Rockies this year. So again, thankful for Colorado. Yes, but in as we know in Colorado, anything can happen. That's that's the issue. And you got four games in Colorado, um, but hey, like we talked about last week, if you want to get right offensively and you want to get some conf- confidence offensively, that might be the that that might kind of play into the Giants' hands at this point because yes. they started hitting well at home against Colorado. And then three against the Guardians, and then four in Colorado, and then hopefully stay hot after that. Yes. So Rockies, and then two against the D-backs. Like a weird, funky two-game series in the middle of next week. Odd. At Arizona, the Giants are six and five against Arizona this year. So they 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 these teams play each other close. Yeah. And then. A four-gamer in L.A. at the end of next week. And they are, again, four and two against the Dodgers this year. They swept the Dodgers at home earlier this year. And then after that, you mentioned the Padres at home. And they are four and six against the Padres this year. They have not played the Padres great. Even worse is there have been some games where they've kind of got blown out. Uh, so that's going to be tough. And then to end the season, you have the Dodgers again in, in a three-gamer. So they got their work cut out for them. The Guardians are, are must uh, a must-have series. I think, you know, if you look at this week, if the Giants play 500 baseball this week against the Guardians and the Rockies, I don't think it bodes well. I think they have to go, you know, Three, the four against the Rockies, three against the Guardians. I think you got to go six and two. It's one of those weeks where you know you take advantage of getting hot against Rockies pitching, and you just kind of take it all the way through the week. And if they can go six and two, then to get to that thirteen, like you said, then they would have uh, six nine. They would have twelve games to win uh, seven, and and I think that's. Pretty doable. You, you're, you're barely over 500, but really it takes this week to take advantage of the teams that they play because it just it just gets hard after this week. And yeah, for sure. Ending ending against the Dodgers. Major League Baseball did this on purpose. <laughs> At home, uh, you know, on the Friday you get the Willie Mack Award winner. Yeah. On Saturday you get the Fiesta Gigantes, and then on that Sunday you get Fan Appreciation Day. Fan Appreciation Day. I think the fans would just be happy clinching the third wild card against the Dodgers. That that should be fan appreciation day. But um yeah. It it's going to be tough and you know to get to 13, I think you got to win out this week almost or just about and then you got to play strong baseball from here on out. You know, if they I think if this week if they do not play strong, that does not bode well, but it, 
it's hard to predict, uh, you know, based off of what, like you said, what they've done this year, just because they've been so playing great and then playing terrible. And you, and there, you can't even tell exactly why, like some of these times, like early in the season, we were like, why do they play so well against the good teams? And why do they play so bad against the bad teams? And now it's like, oh my gosh, bring on the bad teams because we're getting our butts kicked <laughs> by these good teams. So yeah, it's just a, it's like yeah. a Jekyll and Hyde season that has turned into like a 500 season just based on being Jekyll and Hyde, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I guess you could say lately we have been playing true 500 baseball because the you know the good teams have been beating us up and and then we've taken teams like the Rockies to the mat and 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 smacked them around. Um, but all you can hope for and all you could wish for as a Giants fan is that September 29th and 30th and October 1st mean something. You're playing at home against your rival, the Dodgers. So you really hope that all three of those games mean something and that you're fighting for something. Because if you go into that weekend and you're just out of it and you're playing your rival at home for the last three game, uh, three games of the season, it kind of diminishes um, you know, the schedule makers and what they tried to do, it kind of takes away a little bit from that. Uh, still not a huge fan of the Giants didn't even play the Dodgers until like <laughs> June this year. So that's that whole thing. We should play them every month when it comes down to it. Honestly, if the schedule makers can do that, somehow make it so that your team plays your rival once a month, that would be fantastic. A three-game series once a month be good yeah but then you don't have this crazy drama at the end of the season like we're gonna have Um, but then maybe maybe we're not playing uh you know friggin cleveland (laughs) three weeks left in the season so i don't know (laughs) all right uh before we get to the last part of this show which is i want to look through the roster as we as we know it and i want to get your interest or get your yeah, get your in- interest on this roster as it portends to next season because uh, Andy Baggerly did uh, some he 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 did a, a mailbag I think where he talked a little bit about the roster and I was kind of inter- I've kind of interested or his thoughts around the guys that we've been talking about who have the opt out and we're thinking like oh no Conforto you know <laughs> is he going to opt in and same with Manea and same with Stripling and Baggerly's thought was the agent would not have done these contracts if he did not think the market was going to be really good the next year, positively or negatively, uh, based on this this season. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But before we do, let's talk about what we're drinking. I think people, if if you're watching, you've seen my my uh, copper mug here, and that usually means a mule of some sort. For me, it's the bourbon mule. And I have the Diet Bundaberg Ginger Beer brewed in Australia. Nice. Now, it is diet, but there is still a five grams of sugar in this thing, which I did not realize no, until I poured it. Terrible. Not terrible. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, I was hoping for, you know, maximum of one there, but uh, five. Yeah. Okay. I got I to gotta watch it. I can't have like three of them tonight. Maybe have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, very tasty. Love a mule. I I was thinking about what I was going to drink on this show this week, and you know I was going to have some scotch because I got those new scotches from that subscription, 
Yeah. And and uh, I was going to have one uh, on the air. But then I was at the grocery store and, you know, how they have those end caps. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. ginger beer. Tempting. Oh, yeah. ginger <laughs> beer. What can I have with ginger beer? So that I went, I went mule. So that was nice. That, that was the choice. And, and you know, the, the copper mug. It is it is something when you see the condensation on the outside yeah. of the copper mug. Like this thing just stays cold. <laughs> what an amazing amazing technology in the copper. We don't so we don't have condensation here in Reno, Nevada, because I I think our our humidity is probably like eight percent today. It's ridiculous. Oh. And although I do I shouldn't say inside the house I have a little bit going yeah. on here because we have the air conditioning running that kicks in a little AC or a little bit of humidity. But um if I went outside it would the glass would dry up. <laughs> <laughs> and there's days where I'm outside drinking a beer and it's a hundred and you know five degrees in the summer and that beer warms up so you gotta quickly drink it. Um I couldn't decide what to have. Um, I always like to have a victory beer when the Rams win. I have yeah, a victory you got beer. you got you got your W. Yeah, so I had my Pliny the Elder yesterday, which is a big eight percent. Like I think it's like seventeen ounce beer. Uh, so I had that sucker, and that was all I had last night because I'm like, that's you know trying to trying to trying to be good. Um, <laughs> so today I was like, do I feel like bourbon? Yeah, I feel like bourbon. Then I got home and I was really thirsty, so I ended up making uh, I made a tea to see. So there I went go. ahead with a, with a with a Rams glass. That was not on purpose. I was in a hurry and I just grabbed whatever was first. Um, but it's you know it's the tea to see. It's the uh, Zevia grapefruit citrus grapefruit. And a little bit of ice, and an ounce and a half this time. I, I lightened it up a little bit on the on the uh, tequila, but the Terramana tequila, uh, and it's tasty. It's it's hitting the spot with a couple sprigs of lime in there. So there you go. And I or I was going to have a beard, and I didn't really know. Honestly, I could have all three right now. I'm yeah, absolutely. And and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good Monday night football, Giants baseball, Giants tonight, uh, and we're. Uh, we introduced, I don't, is this bad parenting? We introduced the 15 year old. She's going to be 15 uh, next month. So she's 14. She really, really wanted to see only murders in the building. So we were like, okay, let's go for it. The 17 year old is like on the new season. So I said, I told the 17 year old, I said, stop, you know, <laughs> hold up. You're on like episode three, wait there. Yeah. We're going to get there with her. We've already seen season one and two, my wife and I. So we introduced the, the, the 14 year old and she loves it. She just, she's big into crime dramas and, and, uh, and, uh, murder mysteries. So, uh, so we're probably hitting that again tonight. See, I think that's good parenting. Okay. And here's why I like that. When is your daughter ever going to see Steve Martin and Martin Short ever again in her life? Exactly. Well, she they're both huge fans of Three Amigos. Oh, I can tell you that because of me and, and they didn't really have much of a choice. So here's one of one of the few Blu rays that I actually own. Um, so I said, here's, you know, I told her there's a show with two thirds of the three amigos. <laughs> I said, but there's a lot of swearing. There's some blood. She's the blood doesn't bother her. The swearing doesn't, but she doesn't repeat. She's not a parrot. She will not repeat the swearing. So I don't have to worry about that. She's very sweet, very kind, but she loves the show. She's super deep into it. So, yeah, I felt like yeah. a bad parent. No, nah, it's, it's good. 
it's, <laughs> it's also really good casting because you know Selena Gomez is now probably she's probably like thirty years old now. From oh god, yeah, I think, yeah, I think she's thirty something. Yeah, but she's still you know from that era of uh, you know the 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 Disney era or whatever of of the youngsters of the of the young people like Miley Cyrus and and people like that. So you have that, and then you bring in. The old folks with Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's a nice, it's a nice mix of, of casting there. So uh, Crystal's oh, yeah. watching it. She there, she was, she watched. Uh, I think we watched the first two episodes together, and I think she assumed that I didn't like the show, so she just went ahead. <laughs> and then she finished it, and I was like, "Oh hey, wh- what happened to that show?" She's like, "Oh, I'm already done." It's like, "Oh, so I, I'm gonna have to go back yeah, and, like, and watch it myself." <laughs> but you mentioned the Three Amigos, and Chevy Chase is in Three Amigos. Yes. So I've never seen Community before. Oh man! So we're watching Community, Great. and uh, we're on the first season of Community. So young Donald Glover, yes, young Jillian Jacobs, uh, young. Gets, that show gets better and better and better with every season. You will really enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, we we did the because I hadn't seen. I think I mentioned this. I hadn't seen How I Met Your Mother. We finished all of that. Great. I had, you know, I had hadn't, and we're going back a, a few years now, but when we first started going out, I had watched like maybe the first season of The Office and I was like, this isn't that funny. And yeah. then she's like, no, 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 you got to watch like the, the first season was the first, but the second season. Yeah. And then, so then I watched, I rewatched all The Office with her. So yeah, we, we, we have our shows that we go back stuff that I would have missed because I was too busy watching sports and stuff. So. Yeah, no, totally understand. And there, and there are tons of shows like I'm working on Brooklyn nine, nine right now. Yeah. That's what she wants me to watch too. Yeah. I just, I've never seen it. And I thought, well, now's a good time for it. And I gave you a new one called, uh, this fool. Yes. I told her uh, to put it on, on the list that our buddy Harveen, he loves that show. And so I started watching it. It is absolutely hilarious. It's a Fred Armisen, uh, executive produced show. So it's got some weird humor, but really, really good. All right, I wanted to look at a couple guys on the roster, just get your thoughts on whether you'd like to see them back, I, I, I guess. And uh, I'm going to start with somebody who's our number two starter in this series against the Guardians. I believe he's starting tomorrow. The big lefty, six foot five, 250 pounds, Sean Manea. He still has that ERA hovering around five. I was hoping that it would come down because he'd been pitching better here and there. But uh, overall, disappointing season for Manea. Even coming out of that drive line, fastball is ticking up. He's got the velocity, but still, uh, you know. And I think Sean Manea fans may go, "Well, yeah, like the Giants. He's not out there every five days. He's, he, you know, or every six days. He's, you know, he's kind of in this weird position of, you know, following the opener and not really knowing when he's going to pitch. And it's a different thing when you're kind of preparing for that role." And you know him. He himself probably will ha- have the same explanation. But you know that's what happens when you have bad seasons in a row. You don't really have that opportunity to to be Logan Webb because if you were if you were good enough, you would be in that rotation with Logan Webb. But what do you think about Manea? Would you like to see him back, or would you be fine if he opted out and decided to go somewhere else? 
You know, I would be happy to see Manea come back. 15 million. So looking at the contract, it's 10 million. So it was a two year, 25 million with an opt out. He could opt out after the first. He's probably not going to opt out. So he is most likely going to be back because he'll be getting 15 million. You got 10 million this year, 15 million next year. Um, so, yes, I would welcome him back. That's a huge contract, though, for a guy who is going to be kind of your long reliever. Um, I don't know. It's tough uh, because we have seen flashes of goodness from him. Uh, certain matchups, he, he, he plays well. Um, I would like to see him maybe start in a number five spot in the rotation next year. Um they probably won't be out looking for uh, two or three relievers because most likely, um, well, I, I shouldn't say most likely Ross Stripling's going to <laughs> opt back in after the little bits of news that we heard this week that he's not very happy about being on the Phantom IL and in limbo down in in AAA and having to travel to Chicago and then. Um, being told in Chicago that he's probably not going to pitch. So we'll see you back yeah. in San Francisco. So that whole thing, he, I, does he opt out? He probably does because he wants to go somewhere and pitch and be a, 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 in a five man rotation. But Manea seems to be kind of embracing his role as the long guy. Um, he, he's, he's one of those guys. He's, he's a pretty Zen dude. And I think he gets, he gets Kapler and Kapler gets him. So I would like to see Manea and his energy uh, back next season, 15 million. I wouldn't, but he's going to opt in. He's going to be there. And so I accept that. I shall say. I think he would kind of be foolish to opt out. Uh, and th- some, uh, he probably would like to be in a different situation. He probably would like, like you said, be the five man on a team where he can actually build up those innings and and have some predictability in when he's going to pitch. Uh, I it sounds like more and more teams are going the way of how the Giants use their their starting staffs and and their bullpens. So I don't even know if he really has a choice. What's the market for him? That that's kind of obviously that's his agent's job. But man. I, you know, unless that's the going rate these days, like he's, he's essentially a left-handed version of Jacob Junis. And I know Junis does not get $15 yep. million dollars a year. So <laughs> he's a little bit yeah. on the high end. The giants have the money, so it's not that big of a deal, but I would like, I would like to see him if he does come back, you know, he's got to build upon this season. He's got the new fastball. He's got to figure out how to utilize it because he's still, he doesn't he even though he his fastball has ticked up he still does not pitch like someone who's kind of a power pitcher and I would like to see him take advantage of that a little bit more. I know the Giants were trying yeah. to get more strikeouts out of their guys this year but uh unfortunately uh you know so sometimes that stuff can work but when you lose a day Sclafani and Alex Wood has mostly been up to no good you, you're yeah. just kind of in flux with with stuff so uh, all right, here's here's one that, you know, he's going to be on the roster unless they decide to let him go or trade him. Someone who's been a bit of a disappointment and is also a essentially a long reliever at this point in his career, bouncing back and forth, 
Sean Jelly. Oh, man, you're giving me all the tough ones. Jeez, <laughs> you didn't make it it's easy. I want you to make it easy. Yeah, I would have Sean, said Alex Wood. Yeah. You're like, yeah, he's gone. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just get Ross Stripling, <laughs> Alex Wood. Keep going. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, I was just looking at it, and Jacob Junis is making $2.8 this year. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. what, that, that's what you would think a Giants long That's a mid-reliever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and he's a free agent next year as well. So, And, um, and that could also be a reason why Manea opts in, because the yeah. market for a possible number five starter is actually now the market for a long reliever, which kind of kills the market. And yeah, that, that that might be what the future is. I don't know. I, I I'm not. I haven't dug in. I'm sure that's something we can dig in into the off season. But that that sounds like where things are going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Sean Jelly. I mean, he's got. He's not even. He's pre-arb, so he's not even into his arbitration years. He's 26 years old. I would like to see him back. Um, I'm not sure. Here's the problem. I'm not sure exactly what it is he needs to work on. Um, so if they did, you know, trade him and and open up a spot in the minors for another guy to get some shots in 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 uh, Sacramento, I almost said Phoenix. <laughs> How long has it been since the Firebirds? Phoenix? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Sacramento. I didn't even say Fresno. I was going to say <laughs> straight up Phoenix. Um, yeah. So, Je- so Jelly. I'm not sure what it is, uh, honestly. That that is his problem or what he needs to work on. You you figure a guy like that can be a nasty fireballer, um, but he's just he just doesn't bring it. Uh, the breaking stuff kind of hangs a little bit. Um, so so yeah, that's one I wouldn't mind seeing. He he's got some value because he's pre-arb. He doesn't hit arbitration until 2026. Yeah, and then he's got he's 26, got 27, 28 of arbitration. Um, so you you can control him for a long time. So if you think somehow you can use him, um, you know, as a mid reliever somewhere, we have enough mid relievers. So if they can trade him for let's say another backup catcher, I know we need catcher depth. I know we need outfield depth in the minors. Um, so that type of thing, if they can kind of swing him from that, I'd be okay with that. So I'd be okay. Not seeing jelly come back. All right. I, I agree with you in that. I just don't have any faith that he becomes more than a, uh, a Junis type though. Yeah. He could become Junis. You know, he could, he could find himself in that role uh, you know what they really need to do, though, is they need to, like, trade him to uh, – if you could make cross-sport trades, you need to trade him to, like, a, the basketball team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they get Kyler yeah. Murray from the Arizona Cardinals, and he just plays baseball yeah. again. Yeah, he there you go. playing football, and then you yeah. send Jelly to uh, a G League basketball team. Can we get Russell Wilson? And yeah. Tell, tell us about all of his weird bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I'd rather have, yeah. I'd rather have Kyler than the guy <laughs> yeah, who's Kyler. doing calisthenics on the uh, the airplane to <laughs> to make himself look good. Uh, <laughs> just that's just the weirdest <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> all right, we're gonna stay mm. out of uh, out of the pictures because I could have gone. I could have gone Alex Wood. I could have gone uh, Stripling. I think I know your answer on both of those, so we'll go. Yeah. 
one of our favorites who just hasn't figured it out yet, Joe Bart. Joe Bart. You know what? Again, pre-arb, so many years of control. Yes, you could probably get something for him, but I don't know why I keep feeling like it's going to click. And and you could, I mean, I every time I think of Joey Bart, I go, that power, mm-hmm. that power's there somewhere. I just don't know where it went, and it didn't translate really anywhere specifically in the minors. Um, I'd like to see him stick around again, and, and only because you know how hard it is to find a backup catcher in the majors. So if you can take Sable and you can say, look, Sable, you're going to be more of a DH. You're going to be more of a spot out. We're not going to have, we'll we'll, we'll talk about Jock in a second, but probably don't have Jock next year. Maybe Sable Sable is the new Jock. Yeah, that or you can spin. I love Sable, but you can now spin Sable in a trade. Yeah. And then you could look for something else because Sable will be valuable because he still has a very yeah, very valuable. Catcher, outfielder, good left-handed hitter. Um has that one year of 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 a pro ball, major league baseball under his belt. So um so yeah, I I I'd like to see Joe Bart stick around. I do too, and I would love for them to do what we wanted them to do this year, which is keep Bart and Bailey on the roster, Bailey's going to yeah. play most of the games because he can switch hit. But you got a nasty lefty up there. Let's throw Joe Bart in there. Joe Bart, if he gets hot, he could also right-handed DH. Though you don't want your backup catcher DHing necessarily because you're going to lose your, your spot in the order if you do have to move him out. Yeah, But I would like to see him in a role where he gets to face the left-handed pitching. And Patrick Bailey's going to be your A1 catcher. Joe Bart, there's less pressure on him as the second catcher. And maybe there's a little bit of competitiveness between them. They like each other from everything that we hear. And I think that could work. Now, it could be a situation where if it doesn't work next year, then you do got to kind of figure out another spot for him because, you know, that it, it would just be, probably very frustrating for him to be unsuccessful again for a third season. But, uh, but yeah, I want to see him back and I want to see them have both of the young catchers and have them push each other, man. I think that would be a lot of fun. I I think with Joey Bart too, is there is not a rush because he's pre-arb and then you got all those years of arbitration. There's not necessarily a rush. Um, there's still time to continue to try to develop him in the minors. And then he could be, you know, a huge trade piece by the trade deadline next season or the season after you still have that time. Um, if they cut ties with him now or in the off season, unless he was part of a really big trade that brought a piece to us that was like, wow, that's a player that is going to help us all season long, and that's a player that's a difference maker that could probably help us get into the playoffs. I understand that. That's totally fine with me. But if it's just a Joey Bart for this guy who throws 103 and he's in double A from the Mets, but we like him, let's get him. 
I'm going to be upset with that type of trade because I still think there's time to develop Joey Bart because you do have, you know, quite a few years left. And especially with a, as high of a draft pick as he was, I would like to see them spend even more time with him. All right. I got two more for you. First one is uh, Conforto. And he's been a topic du jour here this year for us just because he was their biggest. uh, He he and money-making Mitch were were their biggest (laughs) signings there. And, And look, I called Mitch out last week for not having a big hit. And he went and hit two home runs this week so good for mitch i was happy to see mitch uh uh, you know play pretty well uh hit you know at least hit for power which is what they brought him for so conforto he has the uh opportunity to opt out if he would like now if he opts in 18 million which is completely fine i think for uh, as long as he plays you know maybe a little bit better than he played this year i think 18 million is is totally fine but ultimately, do you like this Michael Conforto experience, which is he had to sit out because he had the injury. He's come back. He's been inconsistent that, you know, but he is 31 or no, he's 30. He'll be 31 next year. So there's some injury concern as he gets a little older, uh, but you kind of compare him and it's like who who would, you know, in, in some in some cases, maybe if you add another outfielder, you're going like, okay, who do we want to keep Yaz or Conforto? At this point, I kind of go, I'd rather have Yaz, but uh, yeah. but I don't know. I, the Conforto experience has sort of been, I would say, uh, I, I would give it like, you know, you can't even give it a grade. It's like incomplete. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 111 games this season. Uh, he didn't play last year. Uh, had the injury this year. Uh, you know, I'm I would be, again, looking at who is available Next season, as a free agent outfielder, I would be fine with Conforto coming back. $18 million is not bad, especially if the market does blow up mm-hmm. uh, uh, next season. Um, I want to see Conforto play a full season. I want to see him another season removed from missing a whole year because of an injury. Uh, so I would be fine with seeing him as an outfielder for the Giants. Now, again, we're talking, you know, Yaz, Slater, uh, Sable. Uh, now you got Matos in the mix. Uh, I mean, there's so many outfielders that the Giants have right now. So I don't know. Does Conforto opt in and then halfway through the season, the Giants trade him at the deadline if he's playing well and they're out of it? Um it's so hard to tell, but but I I would be fine with him sticking around. I do want to see him. I'm I'm keeping a lot of players, aren't I? I don't, how big <laughs> is our roster? You're be? doing you're doing the Farhan's job here. You're like, <laughs> yeah, just bring everybody back. I'm just gonna uh, find him on X and send him a. Are they called <laughs> tweets now? Because I noticed that they're not and they're no longer quote tweets or retweets. Repost repost i just noticed that today yeah. i did not see that before so uh yeah we'll send farhan a message and say Here, here's who we're keeping but yeah we're, we're keeping conforto uh, i'm fine with that for 18 million by the way because here's a guy yes yes he could hit 30 so yaz still has two years left of arbitration that's insane that's great <laughs> and how old is he he is 32 wow that's got a, got a late start there but he's been on fire 
He's yeah, had a, he had a good he's week. Had a hell of a week. He had a really so. good week. Yeah. All right, last one. Jock Peterson. The if baseball was a meme sport, <laughs> and it's not really a meme sport, there yeah. would be so many memes around Jock making dive belly flops in in oh, uh, in, in left field, and not only that. If this team was the same team, the same kind of personalities that were 15 years ago, the spot that Jock dove and splatted a couple times this year, <laughs> someone would have outlined it in white tape yeah. for him as he went there back out go. there in left field. <laughs> but Jock, 246 batting average. He does have a 353 on base. So that is a po- that is a positive. His, even, yeah. even a 783 ops, not terrible. Um, but home runs are low, only 13. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he, he's been hurt a little bit. You'd like to see those ABs closer to 500 as, as we get to the end of the season, but he's only has 309 at bats this year. So are you, are you tired of the jock experience? Do you want to see that move on? Because he's, you know, I'm sure he's looking for at least a three year deal next year. Yeah, I I hate to say it, man, but I'm ready to move on. Um, I like Jock. Uh, never fell in love with Jock. Uh, and I don't know if that's because, you know, ex-Dodger. I don't know if that's always been in the back of my mind, but that's, so, that's someone, been a tough so, one. Someone may take your, your comment out of, uh, out of term, by the way, by what, you just what? saying, I like Jock. Oh, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> take it for what it's worth, I guess. <laughs> um, he's yeah, talking get, about Jock Peterson. He's not talking, talking about, about Jock Strap. Yeah, guys, yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, and you can't shorten his name either. You can't say, I, I, I love Peter. Yes, I love Jock Peterson. I, I, I don't love Jock Peterson. And, and, that's be, and, and I don't know why other than I don't feel like I could be totally wrong. And I hope he doesn't get angry with me. Probably doesn't listen to the show, which is fine. So he can't get angry with me. I just don't feel like his heart's in it. It just sometimes you look at him and I don't think he enjoys the whole platooning thing. Yeah. But, but that being said, because he likes to hit, he's a hitter. He's a DH. He likes to hit, but, but, but we're saving him and the rest of us from having to watch him bad against lefties. Yeah. So that that's the whole thing. Um, you know, if he can go to another team, was he going to sign a three-year deal with, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates and be their DH and bat lefty against everybody or, you know. So it's hard, but I, I think I'm done with the Jock Peterson experience. $19 million off the books for next year. There's no way in heck he was going to get 19 million from anybody next year anyway. Yeah. So it would be more And likely. the reason he did this year is because they – had the qualifying offer for him. Exactly. Yeah. And and he probably and he figured too, I'm not getting 19 million anywhere else either. No. He's probably, um, you know, if he does if he does opt for something, it's gonna be like a three for thirty or something like that. Yeah. And and maybe they do. Maybe the Giants do sign him for like three for thirty. I don't know if I'd be super excited about it just because again, I think he hit his first home run yesterday in the Sunday game. Uh, since what did I say? Since 2020, it was just like, we've been waiting a while for the home run, um, two 13 home runs. I don't know. I mean, 31 years old, 
seems to be uh, putting on the pounds each year. I, yeah. I just, I, I think I'd be ready to move on. Yeah. Can I say though, and this is not, I'm not even really defending him, but when you look at him as a piece that helps you go over the top, what he did with Atlanta, Atlanta already had a good team. Then they add him and he's a little bit of a shot in the butt for them to kind of take them over the top. The giants, added him to the roster as if he was one of the main pieces. And it's, and it's that, that part, he doesn't play that role as well as he does when the expectation is low and he can just come in and be a little bit of a savior. And he can be a goofball with the pearl necklace and all that stuff. If he was Wilmer in the Wilmer role, he, we probably look at him a little bit differently because we see Wilmer, specifically as like, oh, yeah, you know, Wilmer's a great, like, we don't expect it. Oh, the 20 home runs. Oh, my gosh, that's kind of out out of the blue, you know? And if that's how we looked at Jock, I think we would probably be a little softer in our analysis. But they did bring him on to be a, a, a main piece, and he's just not that guy. He is a guy that if you are an 85 win team and you need to go to 88, he's great. You need some left handed power, you need some left handed pop. That's your guy. But, you know, the Giants need him to do a little bit more than that. And because of the – I don't even know if you call it flexibility these days. It's almost like a detriment with as many pieces as they have. Because of all the moving pieces, you see him out there in left field, and I'm just like, this guy does not have a chance out in that spacious outfield at at home. And it's just like, man, you know, he, he knows he's no good out there. I'm just waiting for him to do something so I can make fun of him. Like, that's just how fans are. Not because I personally have anything against him, but I hope that, uh, I do hope he finds a spot. I just don't think it's the Giants because the Giants, the way that they run their guys out there is you need to play multiple positions and you need to at least uh, play defense uh, in, in multiple positions. And he can't really play any position defensively good. And so he he's kind of a he's a DH. And on this team, he's got to be more than a DH. And it just not it's not working. So. No, and and so 10 million to be, like you said, uh, kind of a bit player, somebody that helps you get over the edge. Uh, 10 million as your number six or seven hitter against righties because the rest of your lineup is strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's still no denying that he hits the ball hard. I mean, you look at the hardest hit balls on the Giants uh, this season, and he's up there probably like what? Most likely like six out of the top ten. Yeah, probably. Um, so, or, or maybe even more. But, yeah, so so a guy like that in your six or seven hole, uh, uh, you know, at $10 million, Absolutely. You had Aaron judge. Uh, you have Carlos Correa both on the team and you got Jock Peterson in there as your seven guy. Absolutely. But for him to be our three or four hitter um, at 10 million, I, I, I think we can kind of look around and, and piece some other players together. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, you, you talked about the, uh, the stat cast velocity. He does lead the team. I didn't even know this information was available. This is awesome. <laughs> he he leads the team in hard hit percentage. He also leads the team in exit velocity. It's him, uh, uh, Elliot Ramos, and J.D. Davis uh, are, are the next two down the line. So 
he he is you know that that is something to where when he puts a bat on the ball he he's doing well and like i said the um the other the other stats of, of his on base and his ops are not terrible it's just he's not hitting the ball out of the if he had if he's sitting 246 and he had 23 home runs versus 13 i think we'd look at his season a little bit differently yeah, I think so. And and so that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to lose next season to not have a guy who 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 mashes the ball like that. Um but again, do you have to have that? Uh if you've got guys who are getting on base and hitting closer to 300 uh or 290, do you have to have a guy who's hitting the ball off off the bat, you know, uh 117 miles an hour? I not necessarily. Uh, so yeah, so it's going to be, it, it's going to be a tough loss, but I honestly, I don't see him coming back and I wouldn't be that bothered if he did. And he, he, he may not get a multi-year deal either. He may just right. be like a one, a one year guy from here on out because of the fact that he's not playing defense very well. So yeah, for sure. All right. That'll be it from here. Um, you know, I asked you offline. I didn't ask you online. Are you able to switch next week to Tuesday? I believe so. All right, let's um, let's just write yeah. it in pencil. Okay. So uh, I, I was yeah, hoping everything we... looks looks good for Tuesday, and then we might have to do the next Tuesday after that because the Rams and the Bengals play on Monday night. There you go. That we so we, we might do, we, we might be back two Tuesdays in a row. That works for me. Uh, okay. All right, so we'll be back, and hopefully this time next week when we're back on this show, uh, the Giants took care of business against. Cleveland and the Rockies. Uh, and if not, then this is probably not going to be a very happy show next. <laughs> yeah. so let's hope for success. We might, we might pretty soon start looking at more of 2024 <laughs> than yes. we did tonight. So yes. we might yes. be doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, for Brad, I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.